Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am joined here um, with my friend Kay Vogt. Hi, Kay. Hi. (laughs) It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's exciting. Absolutely. I didn't hear the name of your, you just said it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just over here just inviting Kay, you know, come on over to the podcast. Uh, Yes, it's called Any Way You Want It. And um, and really, um, I love this as a conversation starter because that's truly the reason I invited you because I see you as such an example of a woman in the world who has created her life in the ex- like precisely you know from desire and everything that you want. It's one of my favorite things about you. Uh, So just to let my listeners in a little bit more on who Kay is um, before we jump into our interview. Um, Kay is actually trained as a psychologist. Um, She lives in Seattle. Um, She now works as an executive coach. She's also an author, a researcher, but I think... Even most importantly, she is a champion of the emergence uh, or really an emerging feminine power um, in the world. And uh, for me, um, she is an example of um, just a beautiful older woman who is in completely um, just at cause for her life and completely in her power. Like when I look at Kay, I'm like, okay, well, I really hope that I am that turned on and that in my power at a later place in my life. Um, And so I I just thought it was so important to tell your story, Kay, um, because you're such an example um, for women of all ages, I think. (laughs) So thanks for saying yes. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I can't wait to talk. (laughs) Oh, okay. So um, let's just get grounded here in where you are right now. You're in Seattle, right? I'm in Seattle with my daughter who just had a baby. I'm I'm living in Oakland most of the time, but I just came here for a couple months. Okay. And did you spend, have you spent uh, the majority of the pandemic in Oakland? Yes. I've been quarantining in a community with 13 other people in a group house in Oakland. 
<laughs> okay. So that alone, I am just fascinated by, <laughs> um, what has it been like, um, being with 13 other people in a community house in a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing. So there's a variety of talents, as you might imagine, with 13 people. And we have a, a DJ, professional DJ. So we have dance parties and uh, dance lessons and improv night and music night and pro, uh, poetry reading night. And there's just always something going on with that many people. So wow. it's just, yeah, it's been a blast being there during this awful time. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Well, okay. So let's, um, let's back up a little and, and I'm excited in your, about your story for the benefit of my, um, my listeners, but also for me, because I was realizing when I asked you to be on the show, um, I really only know the story of your life from, let's say the past three or so years, um, since I've known you. Um, so Kay and I met at a, um, you know, within a group, a like feminine led women's empowerment group. And, um, and so we've gotten to know each other, you know, over the past several years, but I really know, you know, the most recent version of you. Um, so take us back, Kay, like what should we know about, um, where you came from and who you are? (laughs) Well, I, I, I described myself as a regular person before this, this series of classes that you and I met at and got involved with. And by that, I mean, living in, by myself in a, in a really nice house that I had just remodeled in, in Palm Springs and kind of thought I'd set up for the rest of my life. And I was 64 at the time, which was four years ago. And really in that period of life where I just felt kind of finished, I felt disappeared by society. And, you know, like a lot of women that I know that age, it's like you just kind of fade gently into the good night. And somebody came into my office as a client and asked me if I knew about this, this series of classes. And I had no idea that something like that existed. And it was led by a woman and the whole corporation was led by a woman. And it was just such a different climate. And the, the exercises and the practices that we did there, I think, woke us all up. It woke all of our, everyone that did that, woke, woke up our vitality and our aliveness. And I began to see life differently than I had ever seen it and realized how much I had submitted myself and given away my power as part of the culture that we live in, that's just natural that you can't even see. It's like the fish swimming in water that doesn't see the water. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I mean, just, I'm just imagining uh, the experience of that having 64 years of social conditioning under your belt and then coming into this work and suddenly opening your eyes (laughs) to your power. You know, it's, it's, it's hard enough for any woman in the world, but I just can imagine the layers and layers and layers of shedding that you had to do. What was that like? 
everything was changing. I, I felt like, uh, you know, that chrysalis, the butterfly that turns into the chrysalis and has to disappear into goo and mm-hmm. be totally uh, into nothingness to be come back as, I guess, the person I am now. And I feel like I've been doing that for the last four years. And it's just now that I'm all digesting it or have digested it and really coming to terms with what that means for me now, what, what it means for my life now and what I want to do for work and what I want to provide and leave as a legacy to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and what does, I, I know we keep saying this word uh, like feminine power and it's a word that's thrown around in the world, I think. And when I look at you, yeah. I see feminine power Right. And, and so I'd be curious to hear um, what that what that means for you and, and what it has meant in your life. Yeah, it means taking our rightful place as the creators that we are, that within mm. each woman, as in the center of the earth, you know, that's the that's the basis of all life. We have that inside of us. And we we all if we tune into ourselves, know what we want to do. And we stop ourselves. We stop ourselves to please other people. We, you know, we stop ourselves in so many ways. And so me, for me, it's taking my rightful place and not being afraid to say the things that I want to say and write the things that I want to write. And the hell with what people think. Yeah, people, you know, I'll probably get my ass kicked. (laughs) yeah well and what does that mean on a practical level for you what does that actually look like in your life yeah well I have a lot of grief about the state of the planet as I know a lot of people do where we can't breathe our air and we can't drink our water and the fields are ruined because of the seeds that we plant and the fertilizers that we use And uh, so I actually created an Instagram. I changed my Instagram handle to read, um, build us a village. Mm. So I think we have the right to live on this earth and be able to eat the food and be able to drink the water. And I think there are men that want to help us create that. And that Mm. men really like to produce if they just know what we want. (laughs) And so really having clarity and dreaming big, like, I want a world that's built for human beings and not for consumers. Mm -hmm. And that means on my scale, a a nano community, uh, maybe it's even a virtual community to start. It starts with ideas. It starts with an idea that the, the warrior men in this age are there to protect women so that we can do our work because we know what needs to be done. Mm. and men are so great at producing and get joy out of producing for women that I just think it's possible. Maybe it's a, an acre, maybe it's a house. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a website, but just getting out that, that rightness that women know, women know what to do right now and women are needed and throughout history, the pendulum has swung between masculine and feminine power, patrilineal societies, patrilineal societies, uh, patriarchal societies. And I just uh, heard a lecture by this indigenous leader that convened a 
13 grandmothers and all the indigenous leaders in Hawaii last year. And he's mm. saying, you know, before we reach unity, our next generation has to be led by women. And if it's because women are, cre- they're capable of creating this, something that has never been there before. Mm. Yeah. I fully believe that. Well, and just to, in this present, in this conversation, um, I'm just so present to what a miracle it is. Um, just your entire life. <laughs> like, let's get clear. A 68 year old turned on woman who is committed to community, right? That is like completely shattering so many paradigms and ways that we think that we have to live in the world. It's so true. You know, I used to (laughs) spend so much money and my life was all about acquiring the next thing, you know, even up to four years ago. And I did acquire everything I wanted. I, I had the perfect house and, um, and, and everything, career, car, whatever you, whatever. Yeah. And I have gotten rid of everything. I have, I have one tiny storage unit and, a, and a, one room. Yeah. Uh, what has been the reaction of uh, your friends and family, like seeing you going through this transition? <laughs> <laughs> like I can just imagine, you know, if I were your friend, I were your age saying like, oh, wait, like, why does she get to do that? Like, why does she get to have such a hot life? I don't know that people say that. I've had people say, you know, of my generation, like my, well, I won't name names, but, um, you know, oh, so, so what are you going to do? Just move somewhere different every couple of years now? You know, like, just <laughs> incredulous. Like, aren't you kind of at the age where you kind of settle down <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah and my daughter had a hard time is having a hard time and it's it's a reason that I'm really happy to be here is to just be close and just establish our reestablish our relationship that whether I do weird things that she doesn't understand you know I still care very deeply and am there I'm still the same person mm-hmm. yeah you're still the same person. And I, you know, I didn't know the, the K before she had done all this feminine work, (laughs) but to me, you feel like you're the same person, only the more, the more expressed, more fun version. (laughs) Very true. Very true. And more free and more happy. And, uh, yeah. 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 Just if I could have, if I wrote a vision or created a vision board about my life, this would never have been on it because I, I couldn't even conceive of it. Hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, and what's the, like, if you think about um, the, the journey that you've been on, what's the biggest um, like thought pattern that you had to shift as a woman to have the freedom that you have now? Hmm. A part of it, maybe, maybe the biggest thing is relinquishing the need for love and approval from other people because people don't understand. It is different mm. from all of my friends. My, mm-hmm. my, like from the neighborhood that I raised my daughter in, for example, like they're still all living there. 
you know, they're still having that life. And, it, and that's fantastic. Like, you know, I, I, I honor them for doing that. That's a certainly a path. And mm-hmm. so giving up the, the need for people to understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you don't actually have to explain or justify. Right. Yeah. There's so much freedom in that. There is so much freedom. And getting out from under my own ideas of what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. My own limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. Yeah, totally. Well, so you said something a few minutes ago that I want to go back to, um, which is this idea that the, I, I forget how you said it, but it was basically the, the concept that men want to, um, they want to serve and they want to help us. And like part of our responsibility as women is to have like set the vision and say, okay, like, Hey, you know, how can we all make this happen? And I'd love for you to expand on that. Um, you know, because I, I've heard directly from you and stories about you, um, just in, in your brilliance in bringing out brilliance in men. Mm. So can you, can you speak to that a little bit? (laughs) Yes. I think that what we have now in the world is unbridled, um, growth, unbridled capitalism without being guided by women. So when women Mm. get goods, we share it with each other. We, we spend it on our children. We spend it on our husbands. We spend it on the village. And mm-hmm. that is not happening. People are just accumulating more and more and more for themselves until there's, you know, 300 people in the world that own 90% of the wealth or whatever. Then That's not the number, but it's, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's no vision of women involved in, in the current system and it's failing. It, it, it's unsustainable. Mm. So you see how good men are at producing because we have all this, these things that we have. And if we could join together <laughs> and, and men could support women in their vision, it would be a completely different world and men would be happier. Right. Men want to win with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they want to produce and they want their kids to be happy and, and nourished and healthy. Yeah, totally. Um, tell me, how do you, like the men who are in your life, how do you set them up to win? Because I, I think this is something that so many women struggle with. Like, I just keep telling him over and over again. And somehow he just doesn't listen. And um, I know you've just done so much work around this. So what, yeah, what does that look like really setting the men up in your life to win? Yes. Well, for one thing, I think women tell men what to do without any context. So they end up feeling subservient rather mm-hmm. than seeing <clears throat> seeing the vision that the woman is trying to achieve and so i can give you an example in the house that i live in i 
I started redoing the front yard, which was just full of bushes and weeds. And it was just awful. It wasn't attractive at all. It was like a overgrown mess. And yeah. I started working, working on it. And before long, I was pulling up these giant roots, you know, with a pickaxe. And uh, all of a sudden, and, and I had this big vision for a garden with flowers that we could sit out there. Well, all of a sudden, all the men got behind this. I got three men, you know, with pickaxes and working out there and you know, asking me what I need. And, you know, everybody's happy. Everybody's right. Happy. Yeah. Well, and I just want to even highlight the pieces of that for my listeners. What I hear in that is you, like none of this would have happened the yard would have probably stayed the same had you not had a vision for it. Like exactly. you're the feminine creative side of you saw this, whatever, however the yard was and said, Oh no, no, no. I see something even better. And that is sexy. Mm. The thing about that, that's what I really want women to hear is that if you're willing to really own your desire and your vision and what you see, then the entire world benefits because it's not just men who want to get on that ride, women too. You know, like if I was your housemate and I saw you in the yard, I'd be like, hell yeah, what's Kay doing? Oh my gosh, I'm going to go buy some flowers. I'm going to bring my like, you know, juice to this. Totally. And you do that so beautifully. Yeah, you know who knew? I'm like sixty years old. I didn't know we could get we could have this happen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's well, and it's so it's incredible at your age to be um, learning what you're learning. And and another thing, I just want people to hear that I think applies to you to every woman, no matter what age, or not even just women, any human is just this idea of a beginner's mind. You know, you are, that's the other thing I get from you is you're constantly learning and growing and just taking inventory of your life. And you're in complete wonder. You're like, oh, how did this happen? (laughs) It's true. true. Well, and the world is changing. You know, I, I, I see people like you and your generation and, and you guys are brilliant you're so brilliant like you're coming in knowing what we knew you know what we've gained over a lifetime it's like you're starting there yeah wow um hmm. well I'm curious there's just I could just talk to you for hours Kay I'm I'm realizing and um one of the things I want to make sure that we touch on um in this interview is your relationships like romantic relationships and how how that's evolved through getting in touch with your feminine power over the last few years. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So during my previous life, I did relationships the way mo- you know most people do. I think in in our culture, which was being married and having uh, my first husband passed away, but then having relationships just regular serial monogamous relationships after that mm-hmm. and being married once again. But um, yeah, I would almost say it was like a, 
relationship and love addiction. Like I, I needed to be in a relationship or I didn't mm. feel, feel right. Mm-hmm. And now during this, these years, I really realized, and, and part of it's being in a relationship with a younger person, it's like they have very different ideas about masculine and feminine, feminine roles. They were raised with feminism. They're different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't make the demands that somebody my age would make. But I realized how much I give myself away in relationship and what it, what it feels like, like, like there was an underlying assumption that we own each other. You know, mm. he owns me, he owns my time. You know, I owe him an explanation of where I am and what I'm doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just, over that, I don't want that anymore. And so my relationships are much, much wider along the spectrum. Like I have a lot of relationships that are different. Each one is unique on the scale of, if you want to say friendship. And, mm. and I do different things with different people. And yeah. I, yeah. Wow. It, um, it just sounds like you're not attached <laughs> and you're willing, like you really look at each relationship in your life and find whatever the, the resonant thing is. Exactly. The, a very the good way to put it. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think the key to that is that I don't need anything from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You are just a completely sovereign queen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> and yeah, hard one. I, I would say, you know, it's a, it's a journey into yourself and just seeing yourself as you really are. You know, all of us have this, this magic. We all underestimate ourselves, especially women. Mm, yeah, totally. Uh, so, okay. Give us the dish here. What kinds of men do you like to date? Like who is drawing your attention these days <laughs> or just in general on this journey? You know, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I'm really drawn to men who will support my vision. Yeah. That's the most important thing to me. And if, if I really, you know, I really try to explain to men and I, it's, wait, uh, we'll cut this out. Um, it's not the easiest thing to find a man being who I am. And I, what I want the most is, is a man or men who will support the vision of supporting women's goals and Mm -hmm. making, adopting my goals as their own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's a special man. Yeah, totally. It it's it takes someone special to hold you. I'll say that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what would you say uh, to to women? You know, let's say a woman that's in a later stage of her life. Maybe she's been married. You know, had some kids and sitting around thinking like, okay, well, 
I've had my day or I've already been in my prime. Like what advice would you give women in that position? Well, I, I do believe that sexuality is part of the answer and that most of the sex that women have and the sex that we see in the culture is really not very satisfying. You know, the sex mm-hmm. on the menu and this, yeah. this, this group of men, women just have made this scale of in movies. What are there any scenes that, that look like they're pleasurable to women because the way that they portray it is just like, this doesn't look fun. <laughs> yeah. And so pursuing the very rare uh, educational opportunities to in, in, enlighten and infuse and encourage your own sexuality in the way that you want it. And I, it, when I first heard about this, I didn't even know what that meant. You know, mm-hmm. but but there are groups and there is education about how to expand a woman's orgasm, and that by that I mean, you know, it's it's her very connected to her life force, and it's what yeah. brought me, it's what brought me back alive. Mm-hmm. Totally, um, I love that. It is sexuality is a woman's life force. Okay, I gotta ask Kay, what is it like to have sex with you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's just say, you know, I was just a person in the world uh, that that was going to have sex with you. Like, what what could I expect? (laughs) Wow, that's really personal. I know, I really get in there. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think the most significant thing to say about that is that I've learned to schedule it as as an intentional event and in each event to say exactly what I want in the event and and allow the other person to also say you know oh yeah you know I would like to kiss for 10 minutes you know at three o'clock today um (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's very empowering. I didn't know that you could kiss and then not have intercourse. Like I thought once you kiss, you got to, you know, do the, do the whole damn thing. Yeah. No, you can, you could do parts. (laughs) You can do the parts you like. Yes. Okay. So you schedule it. So you tell the person, here's my desire. Here's the time. And then see how they meet you there. Yeah. Or just, you know, if you're interacting, would you like to blah, blah, blah sometime? Yeah. And how do you um, set the stage for that for someone? Right. Because I can imagine uh, like if it's somebody that's done a lot of similar work that we've done or is in the transformation world, you know, they might be open minded to it. But like, I don't know if you're meeting someone on an app, for example, how do you bring that this conversation to them in a way that they can hear it? It's it's virtually impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel so validated with you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really fortunate. I live in a community that uh 
lifts up women's sensuality and and makes women's sensuality a priority and women's orgasm a priority. Mm. And mm-hmm. the people have studied it for, you know, 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, totally. The men yeah. have studied it. The men right. have studied it. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think there's so much gold in that that people can take into the world, you know, because as much as I said, like, oh gosh, like I totally get you on that. I do think it's possible, you know, to just like set the foundation with people and with partners and say, Hey, here are my desires. Here's what I want. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, are you available for that at, I don't know, let's say 5 PM today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really holding the weight of your own desire. Like when I first started all this, I was so ashamed to ask for anything. I would never ask Mm-hmm. You know, if we could kiss later, I would wait for the guy to, to make an invitation to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could ask for what I wanted and I didn't, and, and be specific and not do any more than I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just so want all women to hear that message. Be specific and not do more, any more than you want to do. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. That happens. Yes, you're not resentful. You want to do it the next time. You know, there's so many, so many relationships and marriages are basically sexless marriages, meaning they have sex less than four times a year. And uh, it's a huge problem. And there is such a win win available. And it is so not known about. Because it requires, it's just like making women's goals your own for men. This kind of sex also is a surrender to what women want and to women's Mm -hmm. appetite. And there's ways that that men can really support uh, enhancing women's appetite. Totally. Yeah. But we got to start first with sharing what we want. <laughs> That's it. And it's really risky. It's really threat, you know, it's it's not yeah. a small thing to be able to say that. Totally. Oh my gosh, Kay, you are such a gift in the world. Um I so I so appreciate you and just all the wisdom um that you brought today. Um, so I would love to let people know um, what's going on in your coaching practice, how they can get a hold of you. Um, who wouldn't want to be impacted by this level of wisdom and turn on? <laughs> so yeah, tell the people what we should know about how to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, it's just my name, kvote at uh, gmail.com. And I have a website, kvote at real talk com- or just realtalkcompany.com. Okay. Amazing. We will include that in the show notes um, for everybody. Uh, you've got space to take on some people. And not a lot of space. I have <laughs> of, <laughs> not, not a lot of space, really, but... There's some space. This is a high demand woman here. (laughs) Amazing. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much, Kay. Any any final parting words uh, for women? Just get in touch with what you want and the world will give it to you. Yeah. Thank you, Kay. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Kaylin. 
Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.